warning. This podcast frequently contains disturbing and graphic content. User discretion is highly advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. A big welcome to our newest official member of the Nightmare Society online campfire, Tina B. Thank you so much for your commitment to support the Nightmare Society, Tina. It is much appreciated, and we hope you enjoy the perks. So a big thanks to user Redback3, user Do4s, and user Scared Sprout for sharing their stories with us tonight. Next week I'll be releasing a short survey, so if you'd like to cast your vote, head on over to the link posted in our show notes. It's on my Patreon, but anyone can cast their vote, even if they're not a current patron. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. I want to preface this by saying that I am someone who does suffer from an overactive imagination. I tend to see into things that are just not there, or being sensitive to certain noises. I tend to think it's due to me having Asperger's, and move on. But this was entirely different. I live on the top floor of an apartment that I rent from my family where I live by myself. It's nice to receive the independence that I yearned for, and it helped me come out of my shell by getting back into exercise cooking much more and genuinely going about my day with a wider and happier stride. I've always loved horror as well as tabletop games. Although I am a self-professed coward and tend to make a good impression with people I meet, thanks to years of growing, therapy, and helping me find myself. I moved into this apartment on winter of 2017 and when moving I noticed that the apartment opposite me was empty. I spoke to my parents who said they never saw who used to live there, but whoever it was soon moved out and were never seen again, only to be visited by bailiffs which have since stopped. The place had already made me uncomfortable as I had to face away from that door to unlock mine. The lock on my door was broken for a while, meaning I had to be very specific with how I unlocked it, or the key would end up getting jammed. I would always feel eyes burning at the back of my neck, looking behind me to only see that same white door, my eyes leading up to the peephole. I remember once staring at that peephole for a whole five minutes, looking for any subtle change in light. I'm quite a big guy at around 250 pounds at 6 foot 1, but there's a feeling that made me feel like I was 6 years old again. Each time I passed that door, door number 13, I could swear that I heard noises coming from within. Footsteps, quiet arguing, and even the door jiggling. 
Every time something like that happened, I felt my soul dying just a little bit more. I soon caught myself, unlocking my door and entering my safe haven to get lost in books, video games, and other stuff. At my job, I tend to work later sometimes if I need to speak to a team in America, or if I just cannot face waking up early. I work for a large firm as an analyst, although I wouldn't want to get into too much detail regarding that. And since it was bang in the middle of winter, it would tend to get dark at around 4.30 to 5 o'clock. I would walk down the public driveway and look up to my apartment, but only to notice that the blinds next door were shut. I don't remember if they were always shut as I never focused on it, but it immediately felt off, as if you were looking at a puzzle only to notice a piece right in the center was missing. I climbed the stairs leading up to my door, lost in my thoughts because I was having a particularly bad time at work doing then staring at the steps in front of me before I found myself on that same landing, but this time something felt off. I could smell something was off. I immediately thought it was just rubbish from downstairs that was yet to be collected, but this was something different. The air felt heavier, almost colder as I approached the door. The smell was of rotting meat that I had never noticed before. I kneeled down by the door, letting my backpack to the side as I leaned against the door. It was from there. There was that smell. My mind raced as I could not immediately pin what on earth would be causing it. I laid on my stomach and tried to look under the small gap of the door, only to immediately begin gagging, almost vomiting as I kneeled back. I gripped the carpet rolling away and knocking over a couple of things as I clenched my chest. It was the smell of death. I was sure of that. Have you ever smelled a dead animal? A fox on the side of a path that is rotting. You can see its ribcage slightly poking out as maggots writhe and squirm in the decaying flesh. It was that smell. I stared through the gap only to be met by pitch black. I could have sworn that I saw something pushed to the side, but I didn't want to stay there any longer. I darted up and retreated inside my apartment, calling my dad and telling him about it. It wasn't too long after that, maybe a day or two when I heard that the building manager had gone to the property, and that was it. Nothing else was said about it. No one could seem to tell me about what happened, or they didn't want to. I thought I saw a look in my dad's eyes when I questioned him, and all it beckoned me to do was shut up and accept that sometimes answers just don't give you closure. I never knew what happened behind that door, nor would I ever wish to really know. I don't know if my mind is playing tricks on me when I get a nasty shiver race down my spine whenever I look at the painted oak door, treating whatever was there as a gentle facade, much like how some wear a mask to hide what is behind their own eyes. I sometimes swear I can still smell it, whatever it was. 
I sometimes think that someone was dead, but I don't think I'll ever know or want to know. So whoever you were and whatever that was, let's not meet. First of all, I'm a young woman barely big enough to walk my own dog. If this had escalated at all, I have no idea what would have happened. I'm not easily frightened, but this scared the crap out of me. It actually happened last night and I have no idea if it'll happen again, but I figured it was bizarre enough to post here. It's just me and my giant dog in a nice private apartment attached to some townhouses, separated from the other buildings by a strip of woods. It's kind of like a tiny house that just shares a wall with the apartment building. As nice as it is, it's in a not so nice part of town. But I have a backyard, my own space, and working electricity for cheap. So I love the place. It's my first time living out on my own, and I'm not going to lie. I've been a little freaked out about living alone, even with a big dog for security. Last night definitely didn't help either. I was laying in bed browsing Reddit and trying to fall asleep when I heard a tapping on the window. My bedroom has two windows facing the backyard on ground level, about three meters from the tree line with nothing but open grass outside. At first, since I'm not used to sleeping on the first floor, I thought it was a tree or something blowing against the outside of the house. When I remembered I'm only on the first and only floor with no trees close enough to reach the house, I started feeling a little bit nervous. I was some weird mix of both scared and annoyed that the tapping was keeping me awake. The noise had my dog's attention but he wasn't barking yet, which meant it probably was not a person, so I wasn't as afraid as I could have been. Gradually, annoyance replaced the fear and I decided I should tell whatever it was to knock it off. It had been nearly 30 minutes of this weird, uneven tapping. It was almost midnight, and I had an early start in the morning. Best case scenario, there was no one outside, and I was talking to myself with no one there to hear me. Worst case, there was someone outside. My nonchalance would catch them off guard, and they would leave. Right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I figured if there was someone there, they expected fear, not conversation. I worked up some courage and called, Screw off! Screw off! Into the darkness. The tapping continued. A couple of seconds later, I repeated a little louder. Screw off, I'm trying to sleep! The tapping stopped. After a second, I heard a male voice call back, Sorry! The tapping did not start again, but holy crap, 
I didn't expect someone to actually be there. I got out of bed and ran to the window with my phone in hand, ready to call the police. But when I peeked through the blinds, I saw the guy with his hands up and the weirdest smile on his face. I quickly turned my phone flashlight on and put it on front of my face so he could see what I looked like. A few seconds later, I turned the light off and he had not moved an inch, not even his face. He still had that weird, creepy smile and stared at the window with his hands up, like he was posing for a photo. In hindsight, I don't know why I didn't take one. Finally, he turned around and started walking back through the woods and into what I assume was his own apartment right across from mine. What a way to meet the neighbors. I have no idea what possessed him to tap on my window for half an hour or what he had in mind, but he has not come back yet. Not sure what I'll do if he does. I didn't fall asleep last night and I'm nervous to go to bed tonight, but I have class in the morning. Besides, I have a big scary dog for exactly this reason. I should be fine. But still, what kind of person just knocks on some stranger's window at midnight? When I woke up this morning, I saw the window pane on the outside had a few deep scrapes. I'm not sure if that guy made them, but I'm reporting it to management, and maybe the police tomorrow. I don't want to know why this guy wanted into my bedroom, if he did. Hopefully, he only wanted to rob me. So, weird neighbor across the woods, let's never ever meet again. Please. Especially not through my bedroom window in the middle of the night. I have a phobia that goes by a few different names. Scopophobia or ophthalmophobia. The fear of being watched. I have this weird compulsion. Whenever I see a doorway, a window, or virtually any surface that I believe someone could hide behind, I imagine a face peering out at me, staring. I imagine what I would do. What could I do? You'll soon find out why I have this phobia. I'll try my best to remember all the details, but my mind has repressed a lot of it. Around June of 2016, my mother and I were living in a small apartment. There was no basement or attic, obviously, but there was one tiny crawl space in the closet floor of my bedroom. I never looked in it. I suppose some people would be overwhelmed with curiosity but my mind had already imagined all the worst scenarios. I decided to leave whatever dead bodies and ghosts were down there for whoever rented after us. It was a nice apartment, small but perfect for the two of us. We lived there for a few peaceful months, until the noises started. It was nothing extreme, just the odd bump in the night, and particularly scratching. My mom just brushed it off as rats in the walls. 
As long as they stayed in there, I saw no reason to get rid of them. A week or two later, I had already grown used to the noise. It became almost comforting in a way. After all, I never really liked silence. That is, until I awoke one night to a different noise. A rolling sound. Eerily similar to the sound my closet made when I opened it. I peeked my eyes inside and looked over, but I couldn't make out anything in the dark. I thought maybe I saw something move, but I was well aware of how the mind plays tricks on you in the dark. There was only one way to find out. I turned on my lamp. I feel like crying just writing this out. It's been almost a year since I've had to recall this night. When I turned on the light, I expected to see just a closet full of coats. But what I saw was much, much worse. It was an eye. Not just an eye, but the entire half of someone's face, barely visible in the tiny crack he had opened. He didn't even react to being caught. No smile. No fear. Just watching. My heart has never beat faster than that night. I wish I screamed, or maced him, or anything. But I just stared back, frozen in time until I couldn't hold it in anymore. I began sobbing loudly. I think I tried to say something along the lines of, what do you want? But it was garbled by my crying. He opened the door more. I could now see his entire body, which I don't care to describe as I've spent two long years trying to forget it. Shh. He shushed me. I lost my breath at that. Hearing him made it real. I couldn't pretend this was some screwed up hallucination anymore. At this, I sat up and pressed my back against the wall. It's okay, scared bro. He said it so cheerfully it gives me chills just remembering it. This is when I finally had the courage to run out of the room. This creep knew my name. My freaking name. Obviously that is my handle, but I'm not going to give my actual name. But this guy said my actual real name. My mom, still half asleep while she called the police, thought I had imagined it. Of course, by the time the police got there, he was already long gone. All that was left of him was that dang crawl space. I still never looked inside. Though writing this now, I kind of wish I did. Having some sort of proof of this would, I don't know, comfort me? Because at least you all would know I'm not crazy. Apparently, he had been living in there. Or how long, we don't know. But the officers who first arrived on the scene said that there were tally marks inside the crawl space. I didn't want to know how many. I didn't want to know whether he was marking days or weeks. I just wanted to leave that freaking apartment. And we did. The police never found him. Not for certain. They thought they found a homeless man who matched the description, but he was apparently unresponsive. I've always thought they didn't take it all that seriously. They just thought he was a squatter. 
even after I told them that he knew my name. They thought that given how long he had seemingly been squatting, he had probably just heard my name through the floorboards. Since that night, he has been the face I always see when there's an open door or closet. It's grown more distorted as time goes on, but I can always make out a part of his pursed lips, as if he's shushing me even now. It's gotten easier with time, but I don't think it will ever leave me completely. Anyways, on the positive, I guess we didn't actually have rats. Clip from last week's bonus episode. On the phone, speeding out of the area. Me and the other two people in the back seat all get a chill at the same time. And they told me later, just like me, the hair on the back of their neck stood up as a loud snapping noise comes from the front end of the car. And Bob's celebrity stops dead in its tracks. Available on Patreon.com/slash Nightmare Society. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the survey happening next week over at patreon.com slash nightmare society. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at nightmare society radio. And until next time. Sweet.